If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for women in midlife who are also awesome at multitasking. We can listen, ignore and forget all at the same time. I'm Sarah Kaywoodoff of the 90s and noughties and my co-host is the lesser spotted lovely Lou Mitchell who I discovered over coffee at my friend's house and I had to keep her. How you doing, darling? I'm good. It makes it sound like I'm in your handbag, which I quite like the idea of seeing as we haven't seen each other for ages. You sort of are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're really excited to have a fantastic partnership with Yoppy on this season of Irregular Bitches. Irregular. Bitches. Okay, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I don't feel great about the fact that I've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina. So I was very excited about being able to partner up with Yoppy, a period care company. They use only high quality, environmentally friendly ingredients and materials, which make them plastic free, cruelty free and vegan. Woohoo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. I love it. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yoppy will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because, let's face it, Lou, one size does not fit all. It certainly does not. And you don't need to worry about sending people out to get period products for you as they're tailored to your cycle and delivered in a lush box straight through your letterbox. That's not a euphemism. So please head over to yoppy.com slash irregular bitches that's y-o-p-p-i-e.com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders when you sign up for a subscription to any product plus you can even earn rewards by referring your friends and shipping's free irregular bitches fabulous that was just a little bit about yoppy our amazing partners for this season of the podcast so how's it going babe are you in the coffin? I'm in the coffin. The sun's shining. I don't yeah. ask for much more, frankly. I know. The coffin, we should add to anybody not aware, is just the shed in the garden. It's yes. the she it's, shed. It's that a you have shed. To sh- yeah. has to share with a teenage son, though. And all his rock music. Does it, does it smell like teenage boy when no, you No, I, I don't allow that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Ooh. He is shower. Do you know what? I don't have to ask him to get in the shower. He daily showers without asking because I spent about six months screaming at him every day and now he just does it incredible scenes right i just want to crack on with our guest today shall i do the big intro definitely right our guest today is an amazing lady who i listen to religiously on medical monday on jeremy vine every week on radio 2 and who may or may not remember me fangirling over her last year just pre-pandemic in the green room at good morning britain it's dr sarah jarvis Uh, now we've been told we can call you Sarah. She oh, was absolutely. like, Sarah, please, Sarah. Oh, gosh, oh, when anyone says Dr. Jarvis, I turn around and look for my mother and she's been dead for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't do that then. 
How are you, Sarah? Are you okay? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all COVIDed out. <laughs> I bet you are. We don't well, mention we, the C word. No, the if it's C not word in is the banned. media, it's patients, and if it's not patients, it's academic mm, studies, yeah. and I just mm. not on a regular bitches. So we're we're going to be a C three zone. We are. We are C three zone. We're we're not quite a hormone free zone. We're all about. We're no. I'm afraid. I'm afraid they're raging around the irregular bitches parts, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, mine aren't so much raging because I've literally just thrown the book at them medically <laughs> of any sort of hormone related <laughs> thing that I can. Sounds it's aggressive. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of HRT, let's get straight to it. It can be a thorny issue. Yes. And the reason we wanted you on, Sarah, was people are scared of it and they're confused yeah. about it. So what we, we were like, let's get Dr. Jarvis on to tell us what it is, what it does, and what, if any, are the risks attached to it? So basically, HRT is aiming to replace the low levels of estrogen in particular that happen after the menopause. So around about the menopause, perimenopause, something so few women know about, tends to happen three to five years before your menopause. And menopause is considered, quote, normal in terms of age up any time from the age of 45, which means that women could be going through perimenopause any time from 40 or even earlier, which is bizarre because, yeah. of course, most of my patients say, it's impossible. My mother has menopause. I don't have menopause. But you do, sadly. Yeah. So HRT is was developed many, many years ago. And for many years, there were interesting ways of getting it. It was mostly prepared from pregnant mare's urine. Ooh, we lush. We don't use that anymore. <laughs> thought I'd throw that one in. <laughs> there are two main kinds of hormone. There's Testosterone will, might come onto it later, but mm-hmm. estrogen and progesterone. Now, they are two fundamental female hormones, but the lowering and dropping and fluctuating and bleh, levels of estrogen that you get, that is what tends to cause all those menopausal symptoms. And of course, when we talk about menopausal symptoms, we are not just talking about all the ones that women know about. Oh, no. So women know about the hot flushes. They know about the night sweats. They might have whispered quietly about vaginal dryness. But of course, there are so many more you can have. Mood changes, irritability, palpitations, tiredness, problems concentrating, your memory goes, you get itchy skin, dry skin, joint pains, headaches, your hair goes dry, don't I know about that one, loss of libido, you name it, it happens. Now, most women will get some, mm-hmm. but for some, it is completely life-changing. It is a nightmare. And I've been doing this media stuff and, of course, been a GP. I've been a GP for 31 years and I've been in the media for about 27. So I remember only too well when the very first study about HRT came out, absolute pandemonium. Oh, it's going to increase your risk of heart disease. It's going to increase your risk of stroke. It's going to increase your risk of breast cancer. This was really, you know, headline news. And I was asked on air at the time, and I was not menopausal, hadn't crossed my radar at the time, should we be banning it? And even then, my response was, and this is before we had any of the further studies, don't ask me, ask a woman whose life is ruled by her menopause and who, frankly, has no life if she's not on HRT. As a GP, my job is to make women aware of the risks, but also to make them aware that a one in 50 chance, which is the highest increased risk, means they've still got a 98% chance of it not causing breast cancer. And if they've got a 100% chance of their life being ruined 
by their menopausal symptoms, if they don't take it, then that is a risk for them to weigh up. And that, I think that's what we're finding is that women don't prioritise themselves. No. So they don't go to the GP and say, this is making my life even vaguely miserable, let alone, you know, horrendously miserable. They don't prioritise themselves. They don't get to the GP. So they, they're putting up with stuff. So um, our message, whenever I'm engaging with anyone on social media and they're saying, does it cause rosacea? Does it cause migraines? I'm saying go to your GP yeah. and mm. ask. But the what I'm getting back is that they're not answering my questions. There's a lot yeah. of frustration out there, Sarah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, I, I've been a GP for 31 years. I know how much GPs have to know. Heaven knows. I know how hard every GP in this country works. You know, the average GP in, the, in this country at the moment is working 11 and a half hour days. There's been a big survey which just confirms that. The problem we've got is that, you know, as a gynecologist, as a specialist, you know, you spend 100% of your research time, 100% of your clinical time looking at, in some cases, only menopause. As a GP, how many other things do I have to think about? The MHRA, which is the Medicines Health Care Regulatory Authority, which of course has been in the news recently because of COVID and looking at vaccines and so on. They are our safety body. So understandably, they err on the side of caution. And they came out very clearly following this last study and said, oh no, you've got to be really careful. Give HRT for the smallest time possible at the lowest dose possible, etc., etc. So I, I don't blame GPs at all, but I think we all have to remember that, you know, women who are going in to see a GP are seeing somebody who does not spend that much time, does not have much time to breathe, to sleep, to eat, to see their children, yeah. let alone to read all the latest studies <laughs> on HRT. And that, that I think is one of the big issues because they also maybe don't understand, for instance, we've had a lot of debate recently about body identical and bioidentical hormones. And there's a lot of private practitioners out there peddling bio-identical compounded hormones. And they are supposedly tailored to you. They're identical to your body, etc. The problem is that actually even the British Menopause Society does not recommend them because they are not licensed in the same way. They're not monitored in the same way. Right. And actually many of, the claim, many of the claims they make just cannot be substantiated. The idea that you do a blood test and a single blood test will tell you where you are with your HRT is nonsense because actually, right. as we all know, your hormones are all over the place around about that time. So the, the result could be different tomorrow. But we do now have something called body identical HRT. And that is widely available on the NHS. Quite a lot of GPs perhaps don't know as much about it, but menopause clinics certainly do. And more and more GPs are learning about it. And basically body identical HRT has exactly the same molecular structure as your hormones. And it appears to be the safest way to take HRT. So, you know, for instance, patches may reduce some of the risks, for instance, the risks of clotting, taking body identical HRT, um, estrogen taken through the skin as a patch or a gel appears to be the safest way of having estrogen and it is body That's identical. That's mm. mine. That's you. Perfect. Which one, you, which one you want? My ester gel. There you go. The other thing I think about the elevated risk of, of breast cancer is, and not to take away from the fact it's a very, it's very serious. But I take responsibility for my boobs because I'm on HRT. I check them regularly. And I know that if caught early, um, breast cancer can be, you know, very, very, very treatable. It's not, you know, depending on what kind you get, unfortunately. But I think that's the point, Sarah. We we have to take responsibility. I weighed up those risks. Yeah, right. I've weighed them up and I've checked my boobies and, uh, li and not be divorced. Yeah. 
I mean, I, yes, well, precisely. <laughs> and it is literally, for some of my patients, it is literally down to that. Is, um, Sarah, when do you start going for uh, breast screenings? I had a mammogram years and years and years ago, so I know about the squashy squash because I think I had a cyst that, that actually an ex-boyfriend found. But we wanted, I, there was, the NHS were amazing, got it checked out. But I'm 48 now, 49 this year. When do I start having regular screening? So the answer is for routinely across the UK, it's women between the ages of 50 and 70, but you don't get invited on. On your 50th birthday you get invited when every other woman in your practice gets invited so it'll be sometime between your 50th and your 53rd birthday and that will go on up to your 70th birthday but you can ask to continue screening after that um, there are some parts of the country where they're monitoring where they're piloting starting from the age of 47 so somewhere between 47 and 50 irregular bitches now then, Lou has got a very important question from our Facebook page. I have, and it's actually from my friend Lynn. So Lynn Curtis has asked, she can't have, for medical reasons, she can't take HRT. And she suffers with horrendous hot flushes. Yeah. So is there something that she can do, um, that she can go to her GP and ask for? She's Everyone's asking for language, Sarah. They want language. They yeah. want to know what questions to ask. Well, mm. the problem we've got is that there aren't, I mean, it, there's no question that HRT is the most, effective way of relieving hot flushes. So it really depends why she can't take HRT. So for instance, if I look at women and I don't know her specifics, so I absolutely, please do not rely on my response to guide you because I do not know the specifics. And that's really important. But I mean, there are other things that lots of women can do. And if we want to talk more generally about what you Mm. can do, then for instance, black cohosh, um, does seem right. to show some evidence of efficacy. Red clover isoflavone, um, which is basically, it's a sort of what's called a fight estrogen. Soya, increasing the soya in your diet can make a significant difference. And then there are simple things. You know, there's the keeping hydrated. There's the avoiding too much alcohol. Um, caffeine, lots of myths about caffeine when you can and can't take it. But actually, there are a few things where you need to think about avoiding caffeine and at least give a trial of avoiding caffeine. And they would con- include migraines, which I get, which is why I drink decaf, very sadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was told that I was told a few years ago, but I, I chaired a, a series, a roadshow for, for doctors on the management of headache in primary care. And there are only 13 headache clinics clinics in the country, um, specialist, completely specialist headache clinics. And I chaired the head of, ev- of all except one of them. And 11 of them said to me, the best thing you could do is give up caffeine. And, and I said to all of them, and, and what's no. the second best? Yeah. It's going to be wine, Sarah, it's, you know it. It's just not what <laughs> wine you want or chocolate. It's just not what you want to hear. <laughs> um, Sarah, can I just ask the black, I remember there was a documentary that Mariella Frostjup did a couple mm. of years ago that was that was on the TV that loads of people talked about. And I didn't actually watch it, but I had a conversation with Lou and our best friend, Joe about it afterwards. And because I'd been taking black cohosh and she said that Mariella had said that there was some sort of elevated risk of liver damage yeah, with so it? so that's a really, you make a really, really good point. So the answer is there is technically, theoretically, there have been some cases of liver damage and in a couple of cases, women required liver transplants. However, they were what are called unregulated versions. Um, and right. although there is theoretically a risk, 
Uh, the risk is likely to be much, much smaller if you take what's called the THR, traditional herbal remedy. It has to have the THR logo on it. So get right. it from a pharmacist Brilliant. rather than just nipping off online and getting it from who knows who knows where. Right. Brilliant. Okay. Thank Good you. That's Good really helpful. That's the same with any medication. I mean, you know, the fact is that you wouldn't buy, you know, you wouldn't buy your, your cholesterol medication. You wouldn't buy anything off the dodgy right. bloke around the corner. So why would you buy, yeah. you know, other things online like that? It's, it's knowing to look for the THR. Yeah. That's gold. THR, people. <laughs> THR. Um, Sarah, how long do you have to stay on HRT? Because I've, I'm at the stage now, I've probably been on it two or three years. And I'm also on um, duloxetine for, yeah. for concentration as well, uh, which my, my doctor's fabulous. I don't know whether that's the right one. It was like, had, we had a tough year last year. We all did. But we also decided we'd do a build in the middle of a pandemic oh, and work did, from yeah. home and have the children. Yeah. yeah, of course, let's lay on the stress. Um, and I just basically almost lost it. And he's so he said, are you having con- problems concentrating? So the duloxetine along with the HRT. And now everything's better. I'm running. I'm feeling fitter. Um, I'm in a better headspace. And I kind of want to come off everything. Mm. But w- w- should I? Or how long should you stay? Well, so yeah. you are still under the age of 50. You told me that. And mm. you look it, obviously. <laughs> um, and therefore, from my perspective, the risks are still lower. Now, duloxetine is actually an antidepressant, but it is used for a variety of other things. It's also licensed for stress incontinence, would you believe? So, you know, a lot of these medicines, yes, which I were... Yes, I did know yeah. that. Yeah, read my leaflet, read my leaflet. So, yeah, I, do, I don't wee myself when I run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Well, a lot of medications which have developed for one thing have been widely used for others. So, for instance, a lot of antidepressants we now use very widely for neuropathic pain, nerve pain. So it's not, you know, a lot of epilepsy medications are used for chronic mm. pain and so on. So there all sorts of drugs which have been redesigned as it were. HRT is HRT. It is there to relieve the symptoms of menopause. Now, the hot flushes and the mood swings, well, certainly the hot flushes, the night sweats, the vaginal dryness, it definitely does that. With the others, it's that there's less evidence. But, you know, I have got an awful lot of women who are absolutely convinced. The issue we've got is that you don't know whether your hot flushes would otherwise still be there unless you came off them. Some women never get rid of the hot flushes, sadly. Mm. Um, it's a minority, but some women never do. Some women, they last for two years, two, three years. When I first became, you know, when I was a medical student, we were told, oh, yes, hot flushes, two, two or three years around about the menopause. Actually, we now realise that it's probably closer to seven and, uh, and maybe more. And the earlier you start those hot flushes, the longer they tend to go on. So there are several schools of thought. If this were me, I would take it for up to five years. I would reassess and if anything in my life changed, you know, if I, if my, somebody, my sister developed breast cancer, I would think very seriously, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And then I would think about it and I would pick a time when my life was least likely, less likely, not quite as likely to be <laughs> wrecked if I had to go through the same thing all over again. Because unfortunately, some women do find that when they come off HRT, even if at their natural now hormone levels, not not on HRT, they don't get hot flushes, they may well find that you get a recurrence of those hot flushes while they're coming off. Mm. So there are different ways of doing it. And, you know, some, some doctors advocate stopping cold turkey, some doctors advocate coming off slowly and cutting the patches in half and so on. And there is no, it's a fairly evidence-free zone. So it tends to be down to um, you know, expert opinion. And on the whole, if you're going to try cutting down, you might find that cutting down rather than going cold turkey may reduce the severity of those hot flushes you come off. 
Um, there's no evidence that either way makes them last less long or more long. So it's very much a question of why you were taking it. It's very much a personal decision and it's very much one to do in combination with your GP, but don't do it at a time when you're trying to have the house completely renovated during a pandemic. Wise words. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Are there any warning signs? Like, so, I mean, obviously you check your boobs and stuff, but HRT, are there any warning signs for, you know, when alarm bells should ring? at all no not really unless anything else has changed in your life do try very hard not to smoke please um it's never a good idea but you know try to keep your alcohol levels down try to do all the other things that you would be doing regularly and do get yourself you know get into the habit of of knowing your breasts checking your breasts really regularly be breast aware know what is normal for you um and then obviously you can only by doing that can you be aware of what's not normal for you so if you do find something do not bury your head in the sand take it to the doctor please yeah but really other than that get your blood pressure checked when your gp says you should get your blood pressure checked have a chat with your gp regularly about you know whether you should be continuing whether risks and benefits still work for you and think seriously about other factors in your life so whether it's you know the right diet lots of veg and fruit and people always say fruit and veg but actually we should be measuring on the veg not the fruit lower your refined carbohydrates both sugary and starchy it may give you a high briefly but disaster when that dips and so many other issues you know type 2 diabetes obesity etc all linked to refined carbohydrates so most people i don't recommend a very low carb diet some people type 2 diabetes low carb diets work incredibly well i mean sometimes really miraculous but for many people if you're going to have it then it should be starchy um it should be unrefined carbohydrates starchy rather than sugary and unrefined so whole grain whole meal the kind that keeps you going and i think we all know what i mean by that irregular bitch there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Cheers. And now it's time for some words to live by with the irregular bitches poet, Donna Ashworth. To be a woman. What's it like to be a woman? A little bird whispered in my ear. Is it just like being human? Oh, it's so much more, my dear. We are the holders, we are the keepers of the secrets and the truth. We are the safe place in a storm. 
the creator of all youth. We are the place where life is softest. We are the colour in the story. We are the wisdom and the instinct, Mother Nature in all her glory. We are the taker of all worry. We keep it deep within our hearts so that others may unburden, so that great new lives may start. We are the makers of the home, not just the walls, but of the spirit, bringing everyone together, letting love and laughter fill it. We are sisters, mothers, wives, so many things in every day. We are the start of every life. We are the reason, we are the way. We are fueled by intuition. Call it magic if you like. We are women. We are so much more than any words that I could write. Irregular. Bitches. Now then, Becky Fitzpatrick on our Facebook page, and you mentioned this earlier, actually, you touched very briefly on it, but she said, wants to know if fibroids can be removed without surgery, and also how to tell what's a fibroid and what is menopause, because she reckons that her symptoms are really similar. Me too. Okay, so fibroids are caused by, they are overgrowths of non-cancerous, really importantly, they are non-cancerous growths within the muscle of the womb. They can be called myomas, fibromyomas, lyomyomas. They can vary from the size of a pea to the size of a melon. And I've had patients who have had really big fibroids. So probably at least half of women get fibroids, but we often don't know about them. Most common in your 30s, 40s, very often run in families, Afro-Caribbean and, you know, in Shepherd's Bush, of course, the GP, lots and lots of patients. Heavier you are, the more likely you are to have fibroids or to have troublesome fibroids, probably related to higher levels of estrogen, which, of course, also fits with the fact that you're more likely to get bleeding, that, that you know, that you're more likely, sorry, to continue with your fibroids, have problems with your fibroids if you can, if you have HRT. So the answer is there are lots and lots of treatments and, you know, in some women, you don't know you have them. They're, they're discovered what's called incidentally. Um, so, of course, no treatment is needed. If you don't know they're there, fine. They will probably disappear after the menopause or after you stop taking HRT. But there are lots of non-surgical treatments, but they do not remove the fibroids. So, for instance, tranexamic acid, um, you take it for uh, three or four times a day during your periods, and that works by reducing uh, the breakdown of clots inside the womb. You can take anti-inflammatories if you've got pain, but they don't relieve the level of bleeding. The combined oral contraceptive pill is an absolutely classic one. Lots of my women with relatively mild symptoms of fibroids can take the combined oral contraceptive pill, which tends to give you really reliable, less heavy periods. And it works if you've got fibroids in many cases, not always. The Marina coil. There are actually different versions of it, but when I was a girl, when it came out and it was just a miracle worker, it was absolutely amazing. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Having had one myself for 20 years, it's a, a basically, it's a hormone releasing coil. It's a, it's a tiny plastic device used as a contraceptive and it releases a small amount of progesterone, tiny, tiny amount, much smaller than you get if you were taking the combined oral contraceptive pill or even the progesterone only pill. And it works by making the lining of the womb very thin. So the bleeding is light. It can be difficult to get in if you've got fibroids, particularly if you've got big fibroids. But initially, it was first licensed for contraception, but is now also licensed for the treatment of heavy periods. So that can be really, really effective. There is medication that can shrink your fibroids, something called GnRH analogs. And usually they would be given for three or four months before you have an operation. So it's it's possible. Some other women can also have it for a few months, but unfortunately that does increase your risk of thinning of the bone. So there are some, you know, 
let's face it, you can't make omelets without cracking mm. eggs. All medications of have course. some side effects. So those are the kind of non-surgical versions. And then you don't have to have a hysterectomy anymore. I virtually never refer a woman for hysterectomy anymore. There are lots and lots of alternatives that are available. So there's something called uterine artery embolization, which is basically where they deliberately clot off the blood supply to the fibroid. Now, that's usually done by a specialist radiologist, an x-ray doctor, not by a surgeon. They put, basically, they put a thin, flexible tube into a blood vessel in your leg, and then they guide it using continuous x-ray into the artery in the womb that's supplying that fibroid. And then you inject something that blocks the blood supply off. Now, that can be really painful. However, it's not always, it's, it's often really effective. It takes about six to nine months to, to reduce it totally, but Within three months, many women will get lots of symptoms. It, it's got about a two, two in three women will not need repeat treatment. Then there's something called endometrial ablation, which is also surgery, but it's much more minor surgery than actually physically removing the womb or indeed physically removing the fibroids. Endometrial ablation basically remove the lining of the womb. The problem with that is it can make it difficult if you want to have children later. Um, you can have something called MRI guided focused ultrasound where you target really, really concentrated ultrasound onto the fibroid, but we don't yet know if it has an effect on um, whether or not you can conceive. Can I, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Sarah. Can I just ask, how do you know, because I suspect I have fibroids, mm. I've had them in my family, but how do you know? Because do you have a scan? I mean, yeah, it would feel? be, you, you'd know. Well, the answer is if they're very big. So if they have increased the size of your womb to more than 12 weeks of pregnancy size, mm. then you would be able to feel them even when your bladder is, you'd be able to feel your womb even when your bladder is empty. But the, the majority mm. of women don't have that. I've had a woman who had a 32 week size fibroids. Wow. Um, yeah. But the answer is otherwise, you're not going to know unless you have an ultrasound scan. Now, depending on how much they trouble you, the treatment for fairly small fibroids all those one in two women, one in two women do not come and see me about their fibroids. And I would say yeah. at least, at least three out of four women where I do an ultrasound and I say, did you know you've got fibroids? They go, really? Yeah. I've got no symptoms at all. So, you know, you don't need an ultrasound, but if your periods are really troubling you, if they are very heavy and, and especially if they run your family, then it, it's worth talking to your GP. And also I know like, cause obviously, cause Lou's been talking about getting the Mirena that you mentioned and, and mm -hmm. if I may speak on your behalf, Louise, yes, she's scared. She's scared to do it because you've you've heard well, loads of negative yeah, loads of negativity yes, around they it. They say terrible yeah. stories. Let me just tell you that I cannot remember the last time I met a female GP who had finished her family who didn't have one. Mm, there you wow. Go. And they're always I'm right. In. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, you, you do need to be aware. Yeah, it can be quite painful to start, can it? Oh, it's not fun. It's not right. fun. You know, having it put in is not fun. I can handle that. I can handle that. That's fine. There are smaller versions available. Um, we use them much more now for women who haven't had babies. Um, but, you know, having a cold fitted is not fun. But, you know, no. look at the alternative. You know, a lot of women end up not having periods, but everything goes on completely normal below the surface. Who? <laughs> um, I didn't have periods for years. I, you know, I, I never had any of that. It was marvellous. Um, and if if it's inserted, uh, you know, if you use it coming up to the menopause, you're much less likely to have those heavy irregular periods coming up to the menopause. Highly, highly effective contraception, completely reversal when you have it taken out. If you have a bit in after the age of 45, then you don't have to have it removed until after your menopause. Um, you know, all sorts of reasons for having it. Amazing. It can, and this is really important. You need to be aware that you could get quite a lot of irregular bleeding 
sometimes for three, sometimes for six months. Most of my patients don't get that. But forewarned is forearmed. If you have a woman who's had a, had a, a marina in and she thinks it's all going to be marvellous from day one, then she is highly likely to come to you and say, how dare you? You lied to me. Take it out. Got it. But if you have women who know that you may well end up with spotting for, you know, possibly up to three months, but that it is highly likely to settle, you're much more likely to stick with it. We touched on this again a bit earlier as well, but I have a feeling that one of us may have interrupted you, Sarah. But um, supplements. So we obviously, yeah, it was me. I, of course I did. Uh, black cohosh we talked about. And then there was, but yeah. are there any other supplements we should be taking? Loose wares by Starflower. I do. Yeah, uh, red clover isoflavone, as I say. Um, soya, increase the soya oh, yes. in your diet. Yeah. Interestingly, you had an extension done. We went vegan. Really? Uh, you see? Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Although I do have cottage cheese every day because of my calcium. I thought you were going to say bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, the best the best tip ever if anyone wants to go vegan or vegetarian yeah. and wants to just have the most exciting diet imaginable it is so exciting um get a book called fresh india i have never met this woman i have it was given to me for oh. as a present actually it was given to my my husband as a present for his birthday and it is the most amazing book. i'm gonna get it anyway because we eat too much meat in this family it's too much see this way vast amounts of veg vast amounts of wholemeal and whole grain. And the really interesting thing of this compared to any, I've never eaten Indian food really in my life. I did my elective when I was a medical student in Mumbai in a slum hospital. And we just had oil coming through the roof of everything we ate. But that gloopy, disgusting, cream stuff that you are used to, just put that out of your mind. This is a complete (gasps) You're making me feel hungry. You really are. So healthy. So healthy and so tasty. And if I just harking back to the fact that I take the duloxetine and I've been on and off antidepressants for event-led, you know, event-led depression, probably. Mm. This is probably the third stint in my 47-year-old life because my ethos is when your heart hurts, you go and get help for it, you know, rather than, you know, if if your ankle's hurting, you go and get a scan. So, And so I've taken decisive action rather than sitting at home and feeling sorry for myself. There's a life to live. Let's go and get through this bit, come out the other side. And so this is the third time, but this was very much hormone-related. Are there other things that they specifically target men menopausally because a lot of women obviously get prescribed yeah no we do not recommend and nice does not recommend that women get put on antidepressants when there isn't obvious depression right now as i've said antidepressants can be used for other things they can be used for generalized anxiety disorder stress incontinence nerve pain all sorts of other things but it is very clear that, you know, antidepressants are not an alternative to HRT for menopausal symptoms. And we should not we should be examining women for evidence of depression. If there is clear depression, rather than my hormones are all over the place, that's different. And even then, even then, I always look at talking therapy first. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think the problem with um, women today, especially menopausal women and the fact like I've had my children a lot later is we tend to be time poor. And people are reluctant. And I know I've been in this position to get talk therapy um, when you can pop a pill. And that's extremely, you know, because I actually agree with you. I think talking therapy is is much better for your head than popping a pill because you're always going to have to come off the pill. and, and, And talking therapy gets to the root cause of those things as well. It's not quick. And a lot of my patients get quite frustrated about that. But my golly. It's, uh, it's yeah. life changer. Seven years of psychotherapy. <laughs> You're <done>. fixed. She's <laughs> fixed. 
seven years. Uh, where do you stand, Sarah, on CBD? CBD. Uh, yes. <laughs> the answer is that yes, that there, there is um, a huge, a wealth of nonsense out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a minefield. So the, there are different elements to cannabis, medicinal cannabis. There are two main extracts from cannabis. In fact, there are hundreds and hundreds of different elements in in cannabis. There are now new guidelines which have come out from NICE. In fact, there's been an update just in the last couple of weeks showing that they can, there are some conditions for which medicinal cannabis can be extremely helpful. But what you need to bear in mind is CBD is not the bit that makes you high. It is, however, one of the other components. THC, tetrahydrocannabidinol, is the um, the bit that, if you like, makes you high. But cannabidiol, which is the CBD, is the bit that is allowed to be sent out there. Well, I see so much absolute twaddle about how it's going to be the answer to every maiden's prayer. You know, we are putting it into ice cream, smoothies, face creams, mm. rubbing it into your face. What a complete and utter load of nonsense. There is so much variation because these products are completely unregulated in the amount that is in there. Mm -hmm. There are so many false claims. I'm the clinical director of patient access and patient.info and patient access. We have about 12 million users and they use it to, you know, contact their GP to request repeat medication and so on. But we also have some uh, medicinal products, which are, for instance, not available on prescription. So, you know, um, anti, so for instance, anti-malaria tablets, you can't get um, on the NHS, you know, hair treatment, hair loss, male hair loss, all, all, all sorts of things that you can't get. Or some people just find it more convenient to go to a pharmacist and get something under what's called a PGD, a patient group direction, which allows them to get medication that would otherwise only be available on prescription from a pharmacist, huge expert in very carefully regulated circumstances. However, when I see pharmacists saying, oh, uh, can I please list CBD body cream? It's at that stage that I start to think, really? (laughs) And do you say to them, no, you cannot? Uh, Funnily enough, (laughs) not quite that polite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please tell us what you actually say. (laughs) The gist is not in a million years on my watch is the answer. (laughs) Got it. And, you know, there are, it, it is possible that there are some effective CBD products out there that may work for some things. But the problem we've got at the moment is it is a complete cowboy country. There right. is no regulation. People can basically say there is something like, a, I think that one of the big newspapers did an expose in it. And there was something like a 100 fold variation in the amount of this stuff that was in the product. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? Wow. Well, listen, I am mindful of the time and I know that you've got, I, don't, I mean, I don't even want to hazard a guess at what you've got to do today and it's not even 10 o'clock don't, and I don't even don't want to think no. about what you've already done today and it's only 10 o'clock. Um, Sarah, <laughs> thank you. So honestly, you were on my bucket guest list, wasn't she, Lou? She, I was like, they were like, who do you want? I was like, Sarah Jarvis, every time. <laughs> um, but if I tick off Zoe Ball, that's it, I'm done. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really, really do appreciate it. Pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you. I love it. 
<laughs> you see, dinky redheads. So I used to be a redhead, dinky love a dinky redhead. There we go. Uh, that's all from us here at Irregular Bitches HQ. Oodles of gratitude as ever to our wonderful Prod Squad Factory Originals Productions, to Choposaurus for our catchy theme tune, to our guest today, Dr. Sarah Jarvis, for being a superhuman in so many different ways. And lastly, but no means leastly, my wing woman, Louise Mitchell. Last word as ever goes to her. So until next time. Stay cool, bitches. Irregular bitches. Okay, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I don't feel great about the fact that I've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina. So I was very excited about being able to partner up with Yopi, a period care company. They use only high quality, environmentally friendly ingredients and materials, which make them plastic free, cruelty free and vegan. Woohoo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. I love it. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yopi will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because, let's face it, Lou, one size does not fit all. It certainly does not. And you don't need to worry about sending people out to get period products for you as they're tailored to your cycle and delivered in a lush box straight through your letterbox. That's not a euphemism. So please head over to yopi.com slash irregular bitches. That's Y-O-P-P-I-E dot com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders when you sign up for a subscription to any product. Plus, you can even earn rewards by referring your friends. And shipping's free. Irregular bitches. Irregular bitches.